Welcome back, everyone. This is Respiratory Rap Podcast. Today, I have a special guest named Walter. He's an experienced respiratory therapist, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his experiences as well as working as a travel therapist. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you do contracts around the country. Um, how's that going? It's going really well. As you know, since COVID heated up, there's been a lot of contracts out there for you, for people to to get uh, money more than they are used to okay. as a regular therapist or, you know, uh, when you work in the hospital. Right, compared to working in the hospital. Okay. Yeah, as a staff therapist. Okay, so um, for those that don't know what contracts are, can you explain that a little bit? Okay, so a contract is offered to you from uh, an agency, and those contracts can be four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, 13 weeks, 26 weeks. And they give you the breakdown of how much they're going to pay you. And since you're doing a the travel, they give you a stipend, and the stipend isn't taxed. Only only thing that's taxed is your hourly pay. So they give you the breakdown, how much you get make an hour, how much you make in overtime, and then your stipend, which is uh, housing and your meals for every day. Okay, so they get you a good uh, place closer to the hospital that you're working at, or you get to choose the location where you stay? Okay, well, so, okay, so some places, and I don't see this as much now, is um, I see places that will give you housing, and then they'll give you less, or you can, they'll give you more, and then you got to go find your own housing. So, yeah, you, there's options, but I've always allotted to just get my own place. And I'm guessing the cost of living, so for example, uh, if you work in uh, Los Angeles and the apartments or, or place that you're going to stay it's going to cost you a thousand dollars a week yeah it's so let's say you have a three thousand to five thousand dollar contract in California so California cost of living is expensive I mean there's ways around it but from what I found is uh, I like going the cheap route. I don't like, I like to save as much money as I can. So what I do is I go rent a room from someone and those that range from anywhere from 800 to 1200. While if you go get an apartment, man, you're just, you're tacking up a lot of money more, more than you need to. So it just depends how cost you want to be, how much money you want to save. I've ran into nurses where they're staying in hotels. I mean, so a hotel, man, that that can run you at least 100, 120, 70, 120 dollars a day. In California, let's place in the San Francisco Bay Area, that that can cost you an arm and a leg. And uh, let's say you take your car, now you got to pay for your car. Also, like, also New York, New York has the same problem. You take a car out there, man, you're in deep trouble because a car. To house a car is like just paying rent. Man, that can cost you like eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars just to, to have a space. So, so for those, so for those that you know 
they see the big uh, incentive to work, but they don't put the cost of living into the equation. That can really uh, hurt their pockets, right? Yes. So you, <laughs> a lot of people shy away from California <coughs> and New York, unless you have a family member. You have a family member or relative, then that could be helpful. You can save a lot of money staying with a family member in those areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. they have, uh, the one I go off of is a respiratory travel group, which is on Facebook. And I don't go anywhere else to find contracts. That that forum has a lot of members and has a lot of agencies. Uh, I just saw one today was at eight thousand for for just for five shifts. Crucial. They. I don't know if it's just unrealistic to me, but um, they guarantee six shifts which could be a good thing if you want to work that much. And it, the duration is only four week contract. So a lot of people can handle that for four weeks, but I don't like working more than five days a week. But I, I think those are at 10 K a week, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I thought it was around six, 7,000 a week, but that, so what you're looking for is your hourly. How much is really their hour? So that crucial contract the hourly is at a hundred, and then the overtime is at a hundred fifty. Yeah, but the problem with that is, anytime you go into overtime, you know everybody knows that you're going to get taxed more. So regardless of you're you're getting overtime or not, you know other places like the contract that I'm on, uh, I only have to work forty eight hours. And then, of course, if I want to work more, I'll get paid more. But, you know, I'm always looking for things like that was is my diminished returns. Okay, so a, let's, let's, a, uh, let's break it down. Um, so what exactly are you taking home? They had me sign a contract where the, the hourly rate was $75. And the overtime rate was at 112 hours. Okay, so then they sent me a contract today, and the hourly was sixty nine fifty, and the overtime is one hundred thirty nine, mm. and it's about the you're at the same pay scale. The problem with that number is your overtime is more, so mm. you're gonna get taxed more. You see that mm. one twelve to one thirty nine? Right. That's a big jump. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like it's worth it um, compared to working in the hospital? Oh, yes, of course, definitely. Because in the hospital, you're... Well, the thing... This, oh, this is the thing, too, is from my experience in California, they didn't like us working overtime. So it was hard to to get ahead with these contracts. Man, you can you can put a dent in things. Like, last year, I'm, I'm debt-free now. I, to me, that was like unfathomable before like i could never imagine that i'd be debt free but yet now i'm debt free from doing four contracts so yes it's life-changing money imagine you're making well these guys are crucial they're gonna make 40k in a month wow just 
it just blows my mind. I mean, obviously, you're not going to take that all home. You'll probably take home 30. Mm -hmm. But uh, this time around, I'm getting taxed everything because I know that I'm going to owe at the end of the money, uh, at the end of the year, if I don't. So I don't want to owe too much. There was a couple of therapists that tell me all the time, oh, uh, don't believe it. It's fake. It's not real. These numbers are inflated. It's highly real. I just, like I said, I saw one today for 8K for five days. They were only requiring five days. So they're hourly. That hourly is better than crucial. Okay. So tell me. That one was set in Northern California. So that one, if you think about it, you're looking about probably taking home. You're probably taking home just as much as if you went somewhere else for 5K. So, yeah. t- so tell me a little bit about working in a new place. How do you get uh, situated? As we know, to be a good respiratory therapist, got to know where all the equipment's at. Yeah, you, you have to be able to be able to know where everything's at. So if an emergency pops up or you see emergency coming, you're prepared. Preparation is key for everything. So getting acquainted with, with where all the equipment is is probably key for me. And then what kind of equipment are they using? You have to get adjusted to what equipment they're using. And then uh, charting, how's the charting? So it only takes a day to acclimatize to everything. Mm. Of course, I've been doing rest, I've been doing registry. I did local registry. So every facility I, I went to was a new computer system so it's the same thing there they would just throw us they would train us they they say they would train us but it's not really a, they would just give you your password and things for your computer so you can always help ask help from the other therapists you know buddy up with somebody you can tell who's who can, who's open to you and who's not right so but there is one misconception is that obviously you're getting paid more, so you're going to get bigger loads. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I didn't ask for help. Mm-hmm. I just think that you're getting paid more. Mm-hmm. You should be able to manage your workload. I mean, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. If things occurred where I had to have help, and yes, of course, I would ask for help. Like, I can't be in two places at the same time. If one of my patients is coming to CT and I'm doing an intubation, well, obviously. Yeah. But if within a 12 hour shift, I handled everything. Whatever came up, that was mine. I took care of it. I never asked staff. They would come by and ask for, you need help. No. It was never like that. I never used staff they would come and offer and I would never get their help unless I really 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 needed it okay I just saw no other way around it and now, can you choose and I actually saw that with a lot of the other therapists too all the travelers they would never take help from the other therapists I mean that you know that's more of an ethical issue but uh, I guess respect for your peers so yeah, I've, I've seen some things on this travel rest tour group where people are complaining and I'm like, well, you're getting paid more, so suck it up, you know? If you can't handle what's out there, then you shouldn't be doing travel. 
You should be able to see situations and know what to do. Do you believe a new grad can be a travel therapist? No. Can't. So why is that? Just because of the experience level needed? Yes. Yes. To know all the equipment? Yes. I mean, when I was at Banner Tucson, that place was heavy. We had like six six to eight vents and you might have an intubation you gotta know where all the equipment's at you gotta gather all the everything you do you're on your own because mm-hmm. you know, everybody else is overwhelmed also right you gotta climb up ties to the, the equipment you're using quickly mm-hmm. and your patients and what to do if you you don't have to, like if you gotta set up NO if you know how to do it then that's fine but and then, uh, I mean, even me, I mean, there was some equipment I had to ask help for, but you, in regards to your time management, if you're spending time so long where you have to figure things out and it'll just slow you down, it, it'll become a, it, it'll become a problem and an issue for you and your patient care. So I don't, I don't advise it for, uh, for new therapists. Unless you know your stuff. Yeah, you know your stuff. Go for yeah. it. What do you tell the employer if you don't know exactly um, certain equipment? Do you tell them up front uh, or do you tell the agency prior to even meeting the uh, No, I employer? do that at all. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a ventilator is a ventilator. I don't care what brand it is or what make it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you should know your modes and how to, you know, you just acclimatize yourself to the what buttons you're using right what does what yeah and how is the staff members do you overall uh, get well yeah they they're welcoming i mean a lot of places have been slammed so for you to come in and help them they're thankful grateful i mean like at banner phoenix or those people you're handling like 10 vents that's just ridiculous Mm -hmm. i don't even think that's like right because you're not really giving good patient care mm-hmm. well patients you're you're seeing 10 patients 10 to 12 patients it's treatments your vent checks suctioning mm-hmm. proning it's, it's ridiculous mm-hmm. really feel like uh, travel therapists make a great need um, and they perform excellent uh, services since a lot of these hospitals are being over um, overwhelmed Yes. From the groups I've seen, I haven't seen any lag in care. I mean, you see some lazy therapists. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean they're not handling their load, right? Maybe right. they're just really good at it, at what they're doing. But yeah, overall, yeah. So what are some of the misconceptions about travel therapists? Because I know some people think, oh, I'm not going to have a job after the assignment or the contract just to say, and uh, rather have a full-time job. Now, um, can you explain that? Okay, so from what I've seen, uh, okay, so my contract ended in March. So April till now, I haven't had a job. Uh, I haven't even worked yet. But what I saw on the group was uh, there was tons of assignments still. They weren't paying really well, but you're these these pay scales are still more than you probably would make as a 
as a hospital therapist I mean and as someone who's stays in their own hospital because they were at 2500 I mean that's 10k a month how many people make 10k a month so you're still to me that's still competitive right right definitely and then and then if you are looking down that route if you're specialized for instance if you can do NICU and PICU then you're more marketable so the jobs are out there and they were still being offered I don't think travel therapy will ever go away Mm. I mean it may not you know hopefully we get ahead of COVID and we don't have any explosions like we're having now so yeah milking it for the amount of money they're giving now is is a benefit for people who can do that but yeah I, I think the normal the normal I mean if over 1500 a week that's 15 1800 that's I don't think that's bad right that's not bad. for 36 yeah. hours that's yeah. 500 a shift that's mm-hmm. that's solid and especially you know people talk about benefits you know I don't want to leave my job because I have benefits now um, do travel agencies uh, give you any benefits as far as hospital medical insurance yes they start they start you out they give you they have packages okay yeah so that's another misconception people think that oh I'm not going to get this I'm not going to get that but they do have these packages for you yes they do have these packages but the problem is that the turnover so like let's say this contract I'm only on for four weeks so I'm going to have I'm only going to have this insurance for four weeks mm-hmm. yeah and then you you won't have insurance until your next contract but I don't use insurance mm-hmm. so uh, in regards to benefits though uh, they they have benefit packages that you can put money away I mean you physically can do that yourself so right right you know there really isn't yeah there really isn't any excuse Okay, so it means, I mean, it's um, something to look into as far as insurance, as well as if you're a new grad, you should um, be very uh, precautious. Of, you know, yeah, I would be highly field. cautious. I would be highly cautious mm-hmm. because it's like, in my experience, the way, or I should say, the way I look at it is, if you've been trained for battle, but yet haven't experienced battle. There's a there's a huge step between those two right. thought processes, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean the person yeah. who's been in battle knows what they're looking for. The person who hasn't been in battle have no idea. Yeah, I mean so, we we've worked together. Um and uh I believe it was the beginning of COVID. Yes. And uh I don't know how many therapists were on the uh floor at the time, but um it was pretty hectic, right? Yeah, I mean, imagine if you don't know what you're doing or what you're looking for or what you need to prepare for, not only on top of what you have to learn in regards to the, the your what you need to chart and how to chart, I just think for a new therapist, you have a lot going on. And it's just too much of a process in this type of field because of the, the acuity of the patients. So, what about a person that's have has a full time already or a part time already? Can, do you believe they can 
be a travel therapist as well? Yes. They okay. can do local travel, take some local contracts, or I've heard from some people they go on vacation for a couple months mm-hmm. and then they do travel that way. That way they can come back to their house. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, but um, I've heard in some hospitals they're, they're, they are saying that if you leave, then you won't be hired back. So, I mean, yeah, it just depends on what type of hospital you're at. If they're willing to to look past that or or not even know what's going on because you're taking a vacation time two three months which is to me as unheard of but yeah that's what i hear from some therapists they're taking like one two three months off to do some travel and then they come back yeah so i mean there's always options to do it um but it is going to be difficult because these contracts are um you know set in stone once you sign the contract right yeah so if you have to work four days out the week and you have a full-time as like three days out the week you know one day is going to be overlapping potentially or a couple well, days I mean, then overlapping. you gotta juggle the schedules too right right so i mean you really have to be on top of it but who wants to work seven days you're you're never gonna get a day off i mean how incredibly crazy is that yeah and that's that's a lot of um stress in your body correct yeah and you work in those uh hours and you're you're not sitting around definitely right you're working yeah you're you're getting, you're getting your butt's hustled i have talked to some therapists where oh this i love this place they're i'm getting paid well and the, the loads are not bad well that's that's not a guarantee you have no idea I mean, the places that they're paying the money is where they're having outbreaks of COVID. So right. I wouldn't expect that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so do your research, see exactly if you can manage the uh, position and then understand that, you know, it's not guaranteed that you're going to be in a good situation. You're going to be in a situation that's hectic, that's um, overwhelming at times. So you have to be prepared for that and the taxes that we talked about previously um there's certain taxes we do overtime of course and as well as um where you stay at if you stay at a uh, hotel compared to a uh, renting a room so these are things that you uh, might want to consider before you even try to um get into the field correct yes okay so but you, there's always a great reward that money <laughs> oh yeah you know what a lot I, of you know what i can't i mean i i know you saved so many uh, lives out there um and that's that's um greater than money that's true you know so so sometimes you're put on this earth for a reason to uh do the stuff that you need to do take care of people mm-hmm. amen so, to that yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you have any closing words uh, for our listeners um, that are interest, interested in uh, becoming a respiratory therapist or interested in becoming a, a travel respiratory therapist? Do you have any words for them? Yes, like I said, check out the Travel Respiratory Group on Facebook. Uh, you'll be able to get a lot of uh, contracts on there. That's yeah, a pretty solid place. You can always ask questions there, start a stream. People will answer okay great yeah great great okay guys this is a wrap um thank you thank uh thank you for listening 
thank Walter for um, teaching us all about travel respiratory therapy. And uh, I'll see you soon. Peace. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.